welcome to Faith in the North. I'm Claire. And my name's Martin. We live in the Northeast and want to wrestle with faith and life. And we wanted to share with you the chats that we have about life and faith. So this is our podcast. We hope you find it helpful. Thanks for joining us as we continue our journey. Well, hello. Welcome to our podcast. You always start. I think next week I want to start. Do you? Yeah. I went very deep with that start, didn't I? But you just look at me and then I just... Okay. Good morning, everybody. So we'll have two good mornings. Oh, it's not even good morning. It's possibly good afternoon. No, you're not allowed to say good morning. Yeah, okay. That's why I do it. Oh, we're making a mic for full of this, aren't we? (laughs) Anyway, so, um, yeah, a new week, a new opportunity, just to reflect a little bit back on life. So we're going to reflect a little bit on what we talked about on Sunday or what um, uh, Liz Jordan talked about on Sunday. And then, but before that, just a little bit of... News, what's going on? What's it's going busy. on in life? Oh busy. my word, our life is busy at the minute. A busy um, September birthday month. Yep. It is birthday. birthday month. So myself, Jacob, your mum. And it would have been my granddad's birthday as well. Um, but he passed yeah. away a couple of years ago. And um, I, I spent his birthday really giving thanks for his life. Just, mm. um, just being aware of the godly man that he was, the impact that he had on my life. And yeah, so on Friday, I was, you know, very just, just mindful of him on the 15th mm. of September. And then 15th, and it's yours. Oh, it was yours the week before. <laughs> and then it was Jacob's. And then it was my mum's. So we went up to Newcastle to celebrate with her. Jacob had lots of birthday festivities a party got to know a whole lot of his friends which is exciting yeah so busy busy old time mm. and then a few things on the horizon mm-hmm. um so we're moving house hopefully yeah hopefully hopefully next week oh we need to our house is in such disarray right now because it's really hard to organize and tidy when you know a mm. move is imminent and we've kind of lived a bit like a student house for a year yeah, that's that's <laughs> fair. Half the stuff still unpacked. Yeah. So if anyone comes, we don't normally kind of live in such a bleak. It's like fairly a, beige, isn't it? It's yes. a it's a lovely house, but it's beige. It has nothing on the walls, and um, we lived in a house in our last home. Um, it was described by somebody who came and house sat for us once as being very bohemian. Eclectic. It was very eclectic and had color everywhere, and um, and we don't have color anywhere. No. And I found that working from home as well, just mm. that it's um, it's not really a an environment conducive to me living mm. in it. Um, so I think. I'm excited to start putting pictures on the However, walls. However, um, our new house, uh, the house we're moving to is a new house. And the lady yeah. there says, you can't paint it for six months to a year. Yeah, you can't paint all wallpaper, which is a shame because I've already started picking out wallpapers. <laughs> I don't know. Do you th- I'd be interested to know if that's really true. Uh, they think like, it was still drying out. Yeah, um, I know. So I'm going to hold them to that, I think. A are year you? without any painting and decorating. Oh, nice. I want wallpaper. <laughs> I've seen this amazing wallpaper. It's brightly coloured. It's jungle themed with... Um, with little monkeys, with lemurs, right. with lemurs. lemurs on it. It looks fabulous, and I'm really excited to um, paper a wall of our lounge mm. in, in crazy We're excited if there's mould behind it in a few months' time. No, that would That's be That's what horrible. she said. So there we go. Yeah. We'll see how um, see if we hold to that. And then the other thing, so um, I have, I'm starting an MA at Cramner, St John's yeah, College. Yeah, I know. So it's Cramner. you. So I had two days... Um, at Cramlet around lots of clever students and people who um there's a thing called imposter syndrome yeah sure yeah and just kind of sitting there 
And just thinking, what am I doing? Here? <laughs> like I barely, you know, I I got through my degree, but not with. That was a lot of years ago, and since then you've written sermons every week. Yeah, so I'm probably. I'm sure you've you're up to it. But still, just um, yeah, interesting group of a mixed group of people. Lots more young people. Um, Kramer's a Anglican training college as well, so there's um, mm. quite a few um, ministers in training. Um, so yeah, that was an interesting experience. Yeah. Um. And um, an opportunity, you know, Cromer's half an hour up on the train. Um, and Durham is half an hour on the train. And so what's the module that you're doing first? So advanced New Testament studies. So that's going to be interesting and scary. Yeah. Like that title is scary. Mm, yeah, advanced, is, not just New Testament studies, which sounds nice, but advanced yeah. New Testament studies. And looking at the, Anna is talking about temple imagery in the New Testament. Okay, now that's, no, kind, that's, of that's kind of our sermon from Sunday was... All about the temple. Which Sunday? Just gone. That Elizabeth oh, yeah. preached on it was yeah, the it was. the fight in the temple. Yeah. So tell how temple in- imagery is interweaved. Yeah. So interwoven. Interwoven, not mm. interweaved. There you go. You're already correcting my. Um, yeah. There you go. <laughs> so I guess there's plenty more without coming <laughs> from. Can't even talk. Let no one write anything. <laughs> um, but um, we'll see how that goes. And um, yeah, I might be looking for some proofreaders. Oh, somebody else somebody, somebody else, else not you. please you kind of got um yeah and then um what else we got so we're going down to cambridge and going back to great shelford for the first time which is exciting yeah a little bit strange i think um a lovely opportunity so diana who i worked there with um is being inducted um yeah. as their pastor so i'm gonna go and speak there and be part of that which is you know having left a year ago you know and not you don't really then get involved you know i haven't I've, yeah. got, you know, I've stayed in touch with Diana, but I've not really got involved in it. I don't know what's going on. And then to go back, yeah, it will be quite interesting. And um, I feel very emotional about it all. Just yeah. all these people that I'm going to see that, you know, I loved and mm. were very much part of our lives for eight mm. years. Um, I'm going to see them all again. And I think that's going to be quite an overwhelming emotional experience and so. difficult as well because when you see a whole lot of people that you love all in one go like at a party which is kind of mm. you know what this will be like the, there'll be tea and cakes after the service and um y- but you only get to spend a very mm. you're kind of flitting from one person right. to another and i'm um, yeah i think that's gonna be maybe bittersweet i don't yeah. know but um, it's also going to be very strange because our house was next door to the church. Mm. So um, seeing our home next door to the church is going to be interesting. I mean, thankfully, we are really, really settled here. Mm. And that um, that means it's not going to be too hard a, an experience because mm. we know what we, we're here for. Yeah. And we're very, very happy here. But I think um, it would have been easier if we were already settled in our new home yeah, okay. first. Yeah. So we'll see how we get on. Yeah. And then we are planning to start the marriage course. Yeah, this Sunday. So it's all happening. We're only going down for um, overnight. One um, night. And then, yeah, so I'm quite interested about the marriage course, I think, having looked. Um, so we're running it, but we're also doing it at the same time. So we haven't actually done it before. Um, so there's only a small group of us doing it. But, um, yeah, it'll be quite, it's quite a sort of to give over a couple of hours just to talk and reflect and be guided through a bit of a process of thinking about, you know, marriage is quite interesting. I'm quite excited that we're... Not just leading it, but they were we're doing it as well. So we're sharing in the experience that everybody else is going to have. Mm. We will have the full marriage course um, experience, 
And you don't have to compare. There's not group sessions. So it's not like, like you'll you sit around yeah. and compare um, who's married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that would even work. But um, yeah. yeah, so it's, all, it's just about couples sitting and talking, um, which I think, um, yeah, would be good. Yeah, and we've well. been planning that with Miriam and Rob, Yeah, um, which has been really, really positive. It's good to spend a bit of time with them. and Yeah, um, yeah so it should be interesting. However, there's one week I'm not going to be there. Yeah, I'm not sure so what to what do, do about do? that. Do you just what go do and I sit do? by yourself? I can't, surely. Well, you can. Then you can just you can have a conversation pretending that I'm there. You probably know what I yeah, would Yeah, but think. it's like an hour and a half long course. I've been debating this in my head. What do I do that week? Do I do I turn up? Do I mm. not? Because I'm going to feel to I'm going to feel like a right <laughs> chump, to be fair, <laughs> sat by myself. Um, yeah. yeah. We'll see how that works out. Because that's, um, yes, you're going to Ghana. Yeah, another thing happening in like two weeks' time. It's I'm really hoping that after, after September things um, calm down a little bit. After October, really, maybe, um, things calm down a little bit. Anyway, so that's um, and it, it's, so it's interesting. So we had a really quiet summer. It was really lovely. Um, and then I've come back, and uh, there's a real joy. You t- you use your quote from Tesco's. I can't remember what it was last week. Oh, it was about um, getting into your groove. Yeah, and there's a sense of you know being you know being in the right place, doing the right things, being, yeah, I, mm. you know, and um, that's really positive and life-giving and, uh, you know, so, you know, although we are busy and, you know, I don't want to get, you know, overly busy, um, but also it's really, po- you know, we yeah. I was reflecting the night, just how nice it is to be doing stuff, meeting people out and about, you know, getting involved and, um, yeah. And I've really enjoyed getting back into my work with MBA, mm. um, you know, getting on top of all the emails, finding out what's going on in, People's lives, um, mm. all the, the different. Because um, you have a new boss, new bosses. Yeah, so Johnny and, and Linda, I'm mm. sure I've mentioned this before, are the new regional ministers, and they're absolutely they're fantastic. Mm. They're really quality people, and I'm excited to be working with them. So I um, wasn't speaking on Sunday, which was quite nice, um, but we're in uh, John. John two. Two. Uh, I did do the title. I called it a party in a fight. Yeah, I don't know. Um, having read the passage and listened to Elizabeth speaking, I don't know if I would necessarily have called it a fight, but it's a nice punchy title. Yeah, that's what I thought. I think so. I have preached on that before and I quite liked it. It was just kind of... But do you think Jesus yeah. was fighting in the temple? No, oh, I don't know. No, do you? Do you though? I think it was a ruckus. It was a ruckus. <laughs> a party. A ruckus. A, if, it, if you had titled it A Party and a Ruckus... Then I mean, I he was picking a fight, though, wasn't he? He, he was, was picking a fight. Yeah, you know, he mm. really and picking a fight with the temple. So we talk about it. Just you know, he turned some tables over, um, but that was the institution, and the rich and the powerful and those and that's there was the big business of the day. Yeah, sure. Um, so I think, and yeah, you know, there's a general trajectory in the Gospels of Jesus, um, having you know coming up against the temple and mm. there is this battle there's this fight that the well temples not not the temple in itself but in well the institution in, the institution yeah. surrounded around the temple yeah. um because he referred to it as his father's house yeah um so it, he wasn't necessarily picking a fight with the temple in itself it was the ways in which the people were using yeah but temple. even in who jesus was so jesus you know in the, in the passage talks about you know um you can destroy me and I'll be reborn in three, three days. days. So yeah. actually Jesus is embodying the temple. So who he is and what he's embodying does come up against this physical building mm. that um, has all the 
you know, it dominated the skyline. This place was massive. Mm. Um, and Jesus is there as a human, fully God, fully man, but a human body, mm-hmm. you know, in, you know, coming up against something that was quite brutal. Um, okay. Well, I think, okay. Thing, on yeah, reflection, it's justifiable. Um, a party in a fight. Yeah, I get, yeah. I kind of get that. There you go. So the party is um, an interesting one. And you weren't in the service, so you've just watched it. So you kind of, it's all fresh in your mind. It is, yeah. I've just it? watched it on YouTube. It's brilliant, isn't it? That mm. you can just watch the sermon again on yeah. YouTube. Because um, obviously I was in, I was with the little people in sparklers. Um, so I didn't get to hear the sermon. But um, yeah, got to watch it again. Yeah, and it looked Liz good. did a great it? job. She yeah. did a good job. Um, <coughs> one of the couple of things that you picked up on then as you were um, reflecting... Oh, I made a few notes for you. One of one of the things. Um, this is not so much about the party, but um, well, it's kind of it's kind of about the party. Um, the numbers thing. Yeah. Um, that they're um, that Elizabeth was saying that the third day, as it it says in the NIV, it says that the party happened on the third day, um, and she said marriages would usually happen on the third day, which was a Tuesday, the third day of the week, because yeah. the week would start on a Sunday, so Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Um, marriages would usually happen on a Tuesday because in the creation narrative, it says that um, in the, it describes the, um, the creation on yeah. the third day as, and the word good, it, God made it and it was good, it comes across twice. So um, yeah, I thought that was an interesting. Yes, yeah, so so you're married on the third day because it's double the blessing. Which um, yeah, yeah, I thought that was that was kind of interesting. Did yeah, you have any thoughts on that? Well, numbers is really interesting in scripture, and John uses numbers all the time. And three obviously is a significant number. Um, and there's lots of play around numbers in scripture. Or yeah. certainly John talks about numbers in scripture. And then he talks about um, breaking down the temple and rebuilding it in three days. Yeah. And then obviously the resurrection of Jesus was on yeah, the, third the third day. day. So the third day seems to be significant. Yeah. I'm sure if I did a study on John and the number three, it would come oh, up, it comes up more all the time. than that. Um, um, I don't have it to mind. Um, yeah, then, not having not <coughs> done advanced New Testament studies, <laughs> um, I'm not able to recall this just like that. But um, I've just got it in my head that that um, that's a, that's a thing. Yeah, it's three, seven, yeah, twelve. Yeah, are all kind of perfect numbers. Mm. You know, um, so numbers along the way. Um, so I um, the one thing I I don't think um, Liz talked about it, but um. Also, John, most of Je- a lot of Jesus' miracles don't, he doesn't do them. And this is a perfect example. The miracle happened in the dipping of the ladles in the water. It wasn't in, Je- Jesus wasn't involved in it, in his hands. He didn't touch the water. Um, you know, and it doesn't talk about him being near the water. He just says, go and do this. And the miracle happened, just like the feeding of the 5,000, the miracle happened in the disciples' distribution. And Liz did mention that. Liz yeah, she did mention that. Actually, the miracle happens in the distribution of the wine, not in, you know, Jesus doesn't stand there. And she talked about one, uh, I can't remember what she said, one uh, a TV show that talked about Jesus laying his hands over it. Oh, I don't mm. think he, he can get that from this passage. But, um, yeah, it didn't happen in his hands. Other times, you know, Jesus touches people and there's miracles. But in this instance, you know, he didn't actually touch the wine or we don't demonstrate that he does however you're getting your bible out so you're looking like you're going to contradict me so nearby stood six stone water jars 
the kind used by goodness i think i need new glasses but anyway the kind used by the jews for ceremonial washing each holding from 80 to 120 liters jesus said to the servants fill the jars with water so they fill, so they fill them to the brim then he told them now draw out some and take it to the master of the banquet it doesn't mm. say he touched them in any way and that's goodness, i would have sworn that it said and he laid his hands on them or something like that. But it yeah. doesn't. No, it doesn't. That's really interesting. And that's, that, and I don't know if it's just a John thing or anything, but it, yeah, there's a number of times. Yeah, because, you know, there's still this, my time isn't there yet. So, mm. you know, he's still, you know, having this kind of debate. And, you know, if he, if he did sort of, and I guess everyone knew it was him in the end. I don't, you know, but. Maybe they know, didn't. Yeah. But I'm it just not happened. sure if it. It was more of a secretive miracle. Yeah, I mean, because Mark talks about in Mark's gospel, there's a lot of secrets, isn't it? You know, mm. Don't say anything. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. And John, I think, is doing the same. It's kind of just alluding to, but not. And even the, the man yet. who said, "Why have you kept the wine, the best wine, yes. to last?" So that would imply that he didn't know Jesus had turned it into wine. Yeah, Rather, he just thought they had bought in special wine and they've kept it to last. Got it the wrong way around. Although the interesting, I don't know if this is an interesting thing, um, when they ladled out the wine mm. did it become wine then as yeah. they were ladling it or had all of the gallons of water turned into wine and thus which i thought was an interesting point on sunday because i don't think you know do you no i don't think you know but if it was choice wine that was really fantastic i can't imagine there was much left in the end yeah that's true so you're not going to leave yeah, it in that's there true. Right? yeah i don't know and i'm assuming i mean wine doesn't last indefinitely anyway um, and this party went it. on for a number of days. This wasn't just a, a nice English reception at a golf club. This was mm. a number of days worth of partying. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. So yeah, I was thinking it. You know, it was about the time for the disco to come on. And yeah, then, no, I don't think it happens like that. You say, okay, thank <coughs> you, everybody, yeah, and um, you make Greece a bridge mega and <laughs> Greece mega mix, <laughs> and then you make the tunnel and the bride and groom um, yeah. exit through the tunnel of hands. You don't think that was it? There was no know, Greece I think mega it was mix. A number of days. I'm not sure. Grease mega mix was there. <laughs> oh, for shame! Um, but th- it's interesting because wine was an important part of celebrating, yeah. of you know, community life, of family life, of you know, partying. You know, was mm. you know part of that. And Jesus facilitates something that's quite special. And obviously, because the thing was, you would, when everyone was sober, you would drink the best wine because you could taste it. As the party went on, there was less sobriety. Yep. In the area. Um, so you'd bring out stuff that was cheap and from Aldi or Lidl. Um, although the wine's quite nice. And yeah, they're not Lidl. <laughs> so you would, you know, you'd start with your M&S Waitrose wine and then you'd end with your little wine. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, whereas this, so what's remarkable is it's the other way around. You, you're doing something unusual and, and mm. sort of um, different. And there's an embarrassment. So shame was really, so the, to run out of wine, was really shameful you know this mm. the the party should have been catered for really well and you know we you know the whole shame culture you know is uh, kind of honor and shame something it's probably something we're not quite as keen on these days or or um, but certainly then you know so it would have been you disgraceful would be though, like even um i like my mum talks about her wedding and they'd only bought something like a bottle of sherry and a bottle of whiskey and they had to make it last yeah, right okay. throughout the wedding and she met up with um with the best man some kind of it was recently so some kind of 
40 years after her wedding. And the one thing he said was, but your wedding, it was dry. <laughs> he said it was shameful. <laughs> um, and she laughed and she's been divorced a long time now. Um, and she laughed and said, yeah, absolutely it was. Mm. Um, so even now, I think there's... Yeah, there's probably. A, there's so we've done events and actually, you know, wanted to, you know, you want to have food for everyone and yeah you know, also food leftovers i actually want to yes show that you never want the tables to be empty no. at the end of a buffet you want to have enough you know a good few sausage rolls left over yeah. then you know that everybody's had their fill yeah so but anyway you know, so there it was more you know the status of your your standing within the community mm. was um based on that so jesus saved you know a family yeah not just from shame but also he promoted it. I think this party would have gone down in as a good bash. You know, mm. what a great guy. You know, what a great family. Yeah. And Jesus just there in the background doing something quite remarkable. It's a lovely picture of Jesus, isn't it? Like yeah. Um, like sometimes we see a Jesus that's quite hard to understand and mm. relate to and um, is quite intense. And this passage is reminding us that he's very much a human being. Yeah. Um, he has a lovely interaction with his mother, that it is his mother Mary who comes to him mm. and brings to his attention that this has happened. And um, it's interesting because uh, Elizabeth mentioned this. She doesn't tell Jesus what to do, but she brings to his mm. attention what has happened and then has an expectation mm. of him to to do what it. is needed yeah. so she then tells them to prepare the the jars mm. um so yeah. it's yeah it's it's interesting it's a nice little um nice we don't we don't hear a lot about mary no really it's a don't. nice little kind of interaction with her yeah. um as just as a mother she's a mother she's possibly um interfering where maybe she shouldn't be interfering as he said his time has not come it's not up to mary to say when you do the first miracle but she's obviously um witnessed him being special Mm. maybe doing miracles um you know kind of under the radar she's seen the under the radar jesus she knows what he can do she has expectations of him Mm. um so she kind of she subtly does that kind of mum kind of oh maybe you could do this, um, but trying to not outwardly interfere. It's 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 also not a straightforward relational play. Yeah, I mean the interaction. You know, because he talks about yeah, my hour has not yet come, but he does it anyway. But he does it, and yeah, you know, so and even that. So the it, so at the end of he translated woman. Why do you involve me? And then it has a little footnote to say that's not disrespectful because it reads disrespectfully. It's it like, does. Like, woman, yeah. why do you involve me? But it's more kind of woman, why yeah, do you involve me? It's not me? disrespectful in that sense. But then he does it anyway. So there's a really in- interesting kind of um, interplay and nuance to it that, um, yeah, comes along. And then there's this interaction between Mary, Jesus, and then Jesus relating back to the Father for the timing. So, yeah, there's this kind of dynamic mm. you know, going on uh, and timing going on. Um. Yeah, it's interesting. Any other reflections from your um, timing? You know, we talked a little bit about reflecting on the timing, God's timing in practical situations, um, coming through. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah that he um both his timing 
and his practical love that comes through this passage yeah okay that um he's there at the right time and he loves us he practically wants to show us his love as well not only does he practically love us he wants to show us his love Hmm. um and i think oftentimes the way jesus wants to bless us and show us his love is in practical ways Hmm. um we pray and we see god come through for us that doesn't by absolutely no means to, is it that we we pray and we always get practically what we want. That's not the way um, I think we see the sovereignty of God. But I think we can ask. Hmm. We can be like Mary. We can say the this has happened. You know, is there and anything you can yeah, do? And practical things or is a really good way of demonstrating love, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. So we've received. You know, generous love in that way from people, you know, over the years, you know, and, you know, not that that's you know, more important than other things, but it is, you know, yeah. doing so, re- you know, certainly I'm always uh, minded to remember, you know, things, important things, remember, you know, practical things that, you mm-hmm. know, either people have done for me or that I've done for, you know, that we've kind of used as a way of um, demonstrating that. So there's loads of things that, you know, that are, love isn't just this mystical very thing actually it's something that's really yeah. you know practical and relevant and comes out in our interactions with each other yeah and yeah. here we have that coming out um and then i guess another um uh, i was really um reflected on liz's comment about um that it's ministry not a business um regarding the fight in the temple so just yeah. the fight bit in the temple and just this all this industry that had come around um and all convenient industry so these were there for the convenience of everyone that mm-hmm. as everyone got busier and traveling and you know so you could just do it all there you can take your roman money get you know transfer and you know um get it all converted um and it was a convenient business um, but it seemed to circumvent the ministry or the... It was, uh, it was convenient, but it was also, also exploitative. So I'm thinking of a certain cinema that has opened in our town that um, is very expensive cinema to go to. And then when you get there, they check your bags. Do they, though? That's what I've been told. Well, yeah, so I, I haven't been because I'm not having my bags checked for sweeties if i want to go to the cinema and take my bag of minstrels then i am going to go to the cinema and take my bag of minstrels so we have been told that um and if not there's there's other places you go to oh they used to do it in most cinemas they check your bag you you go to a a festival and they again check your bag you've got to you can't take your own food in you've got to buy Mm. food there and this is not for convenience or for a blessing it's so Mm. they can make more money out of Mm. you and um that's that's fine that's a business and they have every right Mm. to do that but what jesus is saying from a you know not in my house point of view is no not in my house if you want to bring your own doves from home you bring your doves (laughs) and that's something liz mentioned was it they were stopping people bringing their own animals to sacrifice their own cheap animals just you know that Mm. they would have paid a you know pins for and instead they have to come to the temple and pay inflated prices Mm. and that when they've got to go to the temple they want to go to their father's house that is exploitative yeah and i guess so how do i hear that as a minister being involved you know there are you know we we take advantage of good things so you know just in thinking you know we go on and on about church suite it's 
way that we keep track of everyone mm-hmm. and rotors and that other things. That sounds um, the w- with the way we keep track of everyone. <laughs> Sounds a little big, big brotherish. Just have to say, there's nothing big brotherish about no, church. No, we don't really. actually track it's people. It's just an administrative tool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. that seems to. Have, yeah. Do you think there's a fear out there that we're well, tracking people? You know, what? I think maybe there is, and the yeah. way you said it just sounded slightly <laughs> creepy. We don't track anyone at New Life Baptist Church, um, but we take advantage of good technology, of good yeah. things out there. Um, but I'm often, you know, there's a balance with. <coughs> Yeah, that we do things that are good, but the systems, the mechanisms we have aren't business mechanisms. They're mm. people that are relational. Oh, my throat's gone dry. Um, they're relational <coughs> um, rather than business, but it's um, it can be a real challenge to get because you want to be efficient. I don't want to waste mm. time and money. I think um, I, I think efficiency is fine. I don't think efficiency is exploitative or um, mm. I, I don't think that's what, but I, no, it's in not in terms of it being like a business. Um, but I, yeah, but I think we need to always be mindful. Mm. Is what we're doing uh, maybe bringing power or mm. glory or all about us? Now that can happen in your ministries. It can happen in the preaching. It can happen yeah. in the worship leading. Mm. As soon as you start to make the ministry about yes. you, yeah. Um, which is really difficult because as human beings, we are innately selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always something that wants to make everything about us. Yeah, right. And I think so we have to really guard that and watch that to make sure mm-hmm. we're not doing that. Yeah, and there can be an industry built up around church, like you know, just from conferences and programs and other things. You buy into this. And you get all the well, merchandise. Yeah, and if we just do go this system, we'll buy mm-hmm. this system and that'll sort church life out. But... Every church is so different on, and it has to be organic. It's got to come from the community. Mm. If you impose a, you know, like a business model on a church, I think that's where, you know, so it's good to use stuff around and to learn from it, but it has to be organic. Mm. Otherwise, we're just trying to reproduce franchise church yeah. life. Yeah, which, franchise um, churches. Um, having nearly welcomed a new McDonald's franchise into our town. It's almost there. Yeah, they delivered it on the back of a truck. It's pretty Which, cool. There you go. And our house is quite near it. Our kids are going to have to walk past it on the way home. Oh, my word. We're going to have to right. open the door to the smell. I don't think we're, I don't think the smell will waft across. I think we could smell it because it does. It's a very distinctive McDonald's smell that they pump in. I don't know. I'm Do not it. sure I've ever noticed the smell outside of McDonald's. Uh, have you not? No. no. I think you'll start noticing it now. It's going to be a McFlurry, I think. <laughs> it's just the undoing. Walking past McDonald's after school they're not going to be able to resist getting a McFlurry, no. especially on a hot day. No. Dangerous. And on that, um, what note? I don't know what sort of note that is. On that optimistic note. I don't know. It's a low note. <laughs> it's a low <laughs> note. Uh, you know, I'm, you know I, I, I enjoy McDonald's every now and then. But I don't think it's food. No, uh, I don't think it's food. There you go. It's nothing um, to do with the temple. <laughs> Except for we don't want a McDonald's version of church. Yeah, well, there you go. That's landed that's where it. we wanted to is land. Is that okay? Have I brought yeah, it around? Yeah, the McDonaldization of church. I think that's a book, that's actually. A book. The McDonaldization of John church. Drain. John Drain. Someone don't think it's Drain. Someone. I've got it on my shelf. Have you? There you go. Okay. So we don't want that. No. We want organic, natural. Jesus oh. fed. <laughs> not McDonald's fed. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus fed, fed church. church there we go we're going to leave it at that thank you for joining us thank and, you and um, God bless you bye bye